0: I'll tell you this morning, we had, we had all kinds of sound issues and things, but you know what? Like I, I, I told uh, you know, Tracy, we were just coming down. That's okay. That's all right, because we're going to get it fixed, and it doesn't matter because we're here, and the Lord is here. When, whenever we come together, He is gathered in our midst. Amen? And, that, and that's, see, that's something that's in the Word, and so we either believe it or we don't. I believe it. How many believes that? I believe it. Now, wherever I am, God is with me. And when we come together and we're together, I mean, it's just, it's a greater anointing, a greater power as we felt in communion. I mean, I was like feeling that, you know, Uh, when we have the mind of Christ and Jesus, uh, or Paul was actually talking about Christ and he's talking about in Philippians chapter two, he said, let's all have the same mind. See, and when you have the same mind and you have like-minded people get in the room together and they have the same mind, there is that unity, there's that power. And it goes up, you know, that anointing goes up, it's increased. And so whenever we can uh, pray together as a church, whenever we can come together and worship together as a church and get together and receive his word, I mean, it's powerful. It's very, very powerful. This morning, that's a real good intro for this morning's message because I want to start a two-part message uh, today and next, uh, next Sunday called Winning Everyday Battles winning everyday battles. How many would like to win every single battle that you face? I, I would too. And I, I, and I believe that we can. And there's no reason why we can't. The scripture never says that you're going to win some and you're gonna lose some. Have you ever heard that phrase before? You know, you win some, you lose some. Well, that doesn't apply to me in the family that I belong in. The saying for me in the family that I belong in is, "I'm a winner." Amen. Oh, come on now! Amen. I'm a winner, Amen. you know. And so when I and, and I mean it when I say it, I, I I'm the head. I'm not the tail. Amen. I refuse to lose. Now, people. Now, naturally, in me. Uh, you know, my uh, how I am as a person and my makeup, people know that I'm generally a competitive individual. Now, when I was younger, being as competitive as I was, I really didn't like to lose, so there were times where I would get up really upset when I, when I would lose. But I remember playing a video game once. And I was playing, I was real little, and I lost to my dad. And my dad's playing with me on an in-television set. Y'all don't even remember that. Some some of y'all might. But we're playing on this game, and I got real frustrated because I lost, and I threw down the controller, and I said bad words. And so my dad was like, oh, really? (laughs) You know, that's kind of... I mean, he looked at me like, you know, so I'm in trouble, and... He began to teach me how to lose gracefully. And so, you know, at little competitive games. And so, but I never lost my competitive nature. So we play a game. I don't like losing, but I'm okay with it when I play a video game. But when it comes to the game, if you want to call, the game of life, when it comes to life, I revert back to the little child. I'm not taking it. I'll throw down my whatever, and we're going to have words. It's on. It's just like, it's on. I, there is no losing gracefully for me. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't, you know, try some things or do something, thing, and I may fail. Failure's not losing. Failure's learning. Amen. Amen. See, there's a difference. I may fail along the way to my victory. That's okay because I learned from that failure and I will keep going win the battles, because see, sometimes, see, here's the thing. If I fail, man, we're never going to get to all of it, but that's okay. You know what? I'll just save some of it if we don't get to all of it and add it to next week. If I fail at something right then and there, the moment I realize I failed, there's a battle right there. There's a battle. How do I respond to that failure? That's the battle. I can either give in to that failure and give in to the voice of the enemy and say, see, you messed up. See, you really aren't no good. See, your kids did that and they're doing this now and it's all your fault. See, the enemy comes and he knows and he will say little things and it's up to us as to whether or not we're going to win that battle right then and there. At that moment. And see, your environment... This is nowhere in the notes, but I'm telling you, church, I'm here. the Lord. Get, get this. Your environment is based on you win your battles or if you lose your battle. Your environment is all about battle. How you respond to failure, how you you take the word of God and you take it and you stand on it and use it, your environment will change. If you begin to respond to failure in a different way than you've ever responded before, with the attitude is, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to take this anymore. (laughs) Some of you remember in the 80s song. But that's almost the attitude we need. I'm not going to take it anymore. You know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to respond this way. I refuse to lose that battle. I'm going to respond right. I'm going to learn. I'm going to pick myself off. I'm going to dust myself off. And I'm going to continue on because I refuse to lose. I'm going to win every day, no matter what I'm facing in Jesus name. That's it. Regardless, I believe that God has given us the ability to win every single battle, whether it's just the battle of our mind, how we think, how we talk, the battle over our household, our jobs, our finances, whatever we're facing, the Lord has given us the ability to win. I am a winner. I don't know about you, but I know about me right now. I am a winner. And if you couldn't say that coming in here this morning, I'm hoping that when you leave, you'll be able to say, I am a winner. And nobody's going to ever take that away from me. Ever. Folks, this isn't the lottery. This isn't a slot machine. It's not the thing you throw the dice on. I can't remember that or blackjack. It's not luck. It's not luck. Your life is not based on Happenstance and the things that happen in your life. Well, I'll just play whatever comes my way, I'll just do whatever comes, you know. No, you decide your fate, you decide whether you win or not, you decide your victory, you decide whether or not you're going to give everything over to the hands of the Lord. You decide, you know, how the scripture says, Whoa, I keep cutting out. Am I there again? Okay, you decide whether or not. You know how the scripture says the battle is the Lord's? You decide that. Get this now. The Lord doesn't decide whether or not he fights your battle for you. You do. Right. Amen. You do. I do. When I go through my day, it's up to me to decide to say in faith and to proclaim that the battle is the Lord's. We'll take a quick pause Justin, do I need to switch mics or anything? Because it is all over the place. Okay, I'm a feeding back Okay, all right, I'm good, right? All right, just making sure. <laughs> it's not me, it's something else. Okay, it's not this thing. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Get this. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. What's Paul doing here? He's talking to Timothy, and when he says fight the good fight of faith, what he's saying is contend for the gospel. See, there were many things going on. There was a lot of persecutions going on at that time in the church. There were all these people coming against those who really were preaching the gospel. He's saying contend for that. Contend for that gospel. fight. It's worth fighting for. Your faith is worth fighting for. He was saying to Timothy, stand strong in faith. This can also begin to apply, and you can look at it like, you know, to which you were called about, you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. See, Paul wrote this to Timothy like, hey, contend. See, this word fight in the Greek, it generally came meaning to wrestle or or fight figuratively. It's the task of faith in preserving amid temptation and opposition. It means to take pains, to wrestle in a award contest, straining every nerve to the uttermost goal towards the goal. So it means the stra- there's going to be a wrestle. There's going to be a little bit of a fight. You say, well, I thought when I became saved, there wasn't going to be no fight. No, there is a fight. There is a fight no matter what. Everybody has a fight. People who are saved have a fight. People who are not saved have a fight. They have a fight too. The difference is we have the supreme conqueror on our side. To fight with. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us to lead and to guide us into all truth, as the scripture says. All truth. And see, when you're led into all truth with the Holy Spirit, you don't lose. That doesn't mean that, like I said, again, that doesn't mean that if I put my hand to something and I decide, you know, well, I'm going to do this little project over here or whatever, it may not go the exact way we want it to go. We may have a, a failure, but we learn from that and we still win the battle. Now, here's the thing. When we start talking about fighting, all, all wars and warfare is fought on multiple fronts, almost always. Always. It's usually never just one front. You know, you look at the wars in history and you go back and you begin to look at warfare and stuff. You can see how there's, you know, different fronts. There's battles taking place in different places. And see, for us, who are we fighting? What are we fighting? Well, we have a couple of fronts that we're fighting. We have at least two. Two main fronts. Number one is we're fighting ourselves. Number two, we're fighting Satan. We're fighting the enemy. But here, I I listed yourself as number one. Why? Because you are the number one enemy that you face. I know that to be true in my life. Looking back, I I remember, you know, being, uh, you know, real young. And I used to think, you know, oh man, the, the devil, oh, it's always his fault. You know, everything was his fault the enemy's making me have a bad day. No, he's not. You're making you have a bad day. <laughs> See, that whole thing of, oh, the enemy made me do it, or the devil made me do it, or Satan made me this, or Satan's doing this, and Satan's fighting this, and he's warring this, and he's doing that. Most of that If not all, especially the whole thing of I'm having a bad day because of Satan, you know, that's a big pile of baloney. How many like baloney? There's a few of you. Baloney's not too bad, but if you get too much baloney, it's not good. I was looking up pictures of baloney online, and I remember seeing the little Oscar Mayer package. I was doing little images, you know, and I thought about putting one on the screen, but, you know, and I remember there was a time where I ate bologna a lot, you know. We, I think it was fifth, sixth grade. I had a bologna sandwich. And I'd have a couple pieces of bologna. I remember one time I was like, I want some more, but I want some extra bologna. And put some more on there. It, it, just, it was just a little too much. A little too overpowering. But when I began to discover other meats and how much better those meats were than bologna. Now no offense if you like bologna better than any, like bologna's like your favorite. That's like your go-to. It's like, "Oh, bologna's the best meat out there. There's no meat better than bologna." More power to you. But for me, bologna's like way down there with spam at the bottom. <laughs> and forgive me if you like spam and that's like your go-to and that's your favorite as well. I'm sorry, it's not my go-to. It's just not. I prefer, you know, like if I'm going to have a deli sandwich of some sort, you know, some nice sliced turkey, maybe some ham, roast beef. Roast beef's really good. Those kind of things. I don't want this bologna sandwich. I saw this one bologna sandwich, and I'm not kidding, church. The picture, it was stacked that high, and it was just rolls of just just bologna. I'm thinking, how are you going to get your mouth around that for one? And number two, why would you even want that much? I don't understand. So when we say, oh, the devil's making me have a bad day, that's like a big, huge bologna sandwich. It's just too much. It's like, no, you make you have a bad day. But I used to blame the devil. I used to blame the enemy because I was so spiritual, you know? So because I'm so spiritual and I'm like this with God, man, me and God, we're like this, and so the devil must be fighting me more than everybody else. Right? So the devil's in all the details. He's doing this and he's doing that and that. I didn't get a good parking spot because, man, the enemy's fighting me. I pulled up to the store and, you know, it was sprinkling. But as soon as I got out, it, it downpoured. There's spiritual forces in darkness against me. I walk in and I'm about to get a cart, but the last one got taken by somebody else. The devil is fighting me. No, it's called coincidence. I would rebuke him over and over. Let me rebuke the devil. I'm, I'm just stuck sinning, doing the sin, being impatient all the time. The devil, the devil, the devil. No, it's you. It's me. The thing is, is that the devil can leave most Christians alone and we'll beat our own selves up. That's the truth. And a lot of times, all he has to do is just whisper a little bit, just one little thing and walk away and we'll do the rest. Because we'll, ta- we'll, we'll decide to accept one little whisper, one little, one little line and accept it as true and then we'll run with it. We'll run with it. We'll allow ourselves to listen to that one negative thing, that one negative voice that comes, and we'll dwell on it and beat ourselves up. So it's not the devil, it's mostly us. Is the devil real? Is Satan real? Is he going around and coming against us? Absolutely. No denying there. But if I had to put percentages on things, and this isn't scientific, it's not biblical or anything like that, like a thus saith the Lord TJ, you know, verse, it's really more thus saith the Lord TJ kind of thing. I'm 75% of the problem, 25% is the enemy. That's where I would put it. It's mostly me. It's mostly me. We see this in scripture as well. When we look at James chapter 4 for example, look at James. James here is addressing sinful behavior and here's what he says. Chapter 4 verse 6 God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now look at this in this last verse. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. The first thing was submitting yourself to God. In other words, you need to do something about you first, then resist the devil. You do something about you. That's what James was saying here. He's saying God opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble. In other words, humble yourself. Now let's look at the next verse. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Look at these you's here. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That's a lot of you right there. Notice he didn't say, rebuke the devil to cleanse your hands, Rebuke the devil so you won't be a sinner. Rebuke the devil so you can purify your hearts. Rebuke the devil so you won't be double minded. You see that? No, this is you. Change you. What was the start, though? Submitting ourselves to God. When we submit ourselves to God, we're able to do these things here. We're able to cleanse, we're able to purify. We're able to not be double minded when we submit ourselves to God His way and His word now let 's keep going. Verse nine: be wretched in mourn, mourn and weep, let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Now, <laughs> you look at verse nine, it doesn't seem to make much sense by itself, like wait a minute. Okay, James, did you flip a couple of words around here? You're saying mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning. Don't be joyful, be gloom. You know, I, I don't get that. What's he saying? What, what he's saying, he's talking and he's addressing sin. He's addressing sinful behavior and he says, don't be okay with it. In other words, stop laughing about it. Stop acting like, oh, everything's okay, and just be all happy and joyful. Because see, earlier up, he was talking about all these different sins and things. We don't have time to read all those, but he's talking about all that. He's saying, look, you need to deal with this. You. You need to change this. And here's how you do it. Verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Don't think. That if you're in sin, that, oh, God's just going to forgive you. No consequences. Everything's going to be okay. No. You've got to fix you. You've got to submit yourselves before God. Humble yourselves before him. This is step one. We fight against ourselves. Here's the thing. It's humble yourself not cast out the devil. The devil didn't make you do it. Look at this statement here: When you cast out the enemy, you are shutting the mouth of the suggester or tempter. Nothing more, nothing less. See, when I bind up the enemy, or I cast the devil out. Cast down this imagination. I do. All I'm doing is shutting his mouth, speaking to me that negative word. That's all I'm doing. Nothing more, nothing less. When I cast out the devil, I'm not casting out a devil from moving my hand to go and do sin. Or wiggling my mouth causing me to lie. Or, you know, my hand to steal. Or whatever sin it may be. Oh, you know, the devil made me do it. I, I, you know, cheated on this because my wife. Or I cheated on my husband because the devil. No, the devil didn't make you do that. You did that. You lied. You stole. You didn't. You cheated on your taxes. It's tax time. Hopefully, you didn't. <laughs> Amen? Amen. So we. It's mostly us. One more scripture backing this up. First Peter chapter five verse five. Clothe yourselves, all of you. With humility towards one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Same pattern that we see here in James. He starts off, humility, submission. It comes first, then... Then, in verse 8, resist the devil. First is submitting to God, humbling yourself. It's so important. Why is humbling yourself? Why in these two passages? It's like uh, we're talking about overcoming and winning the battle and doing it. Why is humbling yourself so important? Because when you humble yourself, God gives you grace. And grace is God's empowerment. It's his power to be able to overcome. And so when I humble myself before God and I submit to him, now I am dude with power and I win every battle every day. That's how important humility is. To humble myself before God. I give up my wants, my desires, how I want to live all these things. And I submit to God. And see, so many people wonder why. You know, well, I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried, you know. No. And, and they're wondering why, you know, everything's just not going good. My life stinks. I'm not blessed. I'm not, you know, none of this. I'm, I'm upset. You know, all this. Humble yourselves before God. Submit to him fully. The thing is, is God's word works. If it's there, it works. That's what I believe. I believe that because I've seen it, what? Time and time again in my life. The word of God is validated in my life. And so when I use it and I do it fully, it works for me. If it's not working, that's because you haven't submitted fully God. Amen. When you're empowered, it's easier to win those everyday battles. The enemy can't touch you when you're fully submitted. I want to quickly give you a few keys to winning everyday battles. Church, don't, don't allow the enemy to tell you you're a failure. Never do that. I, we're going to talk about these keys and say, never allow the enemy to beat you down and tell you you're no good, you can't, you're a failure, we're this, we're that, you know, you're this, you're... Uh-uh. Every single time you have a thought like that, cast that down. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I am the head, I am not the tail, I am above, not beneath. Look at yourself, point at, your, point at yourself in the mirror and say, You are awesome. On top of that, you're handsome. If you're, if you're a, 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 you know, a woman, I, I'm gorgeous, just you know, say it. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you just say, "I'm handsome, gorgeous, just say them all, just to cover it all. Just Whatever you've got to do, cast that down. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. That's what the scripture says. Number one, make it a priority to spend time alone with God every day. Church, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time here. I'm just going to say this. You have to do this. It's important. Just make the time. All those times where you said, I don't have time, you just lied to yourself. Trust me, you're lying to yourself. You can find at least a few minutes to talk to God every day. Talk to him every day. Every day, number two, read your Bible every day as much as you can. If you miss a day it 's all right. The next day, pick it back up, read it they 've got all these wonderful apps they got all these wonderful you know things online to look out to read. If you want to study, go further. Blue letter Bible is a great thing online. u version is a great app to download. You can do bible plans it 'll send you reminders you 've got church. We've got so many resources now. Back in the day, everybody didn't have a Bible. They had to go to the temple and somebody else had to read it to them. We're blessed. We've got the Word. If you're not reading it, you're not going to win every battle. I can't emphasize it enough about spending time with God. We lose When we're not in the word, when you don't have the truth of God's word in you because you have no weapons to fight with. Imagine, you know, somebody's trying to break into your house and they're armed. There's two or three guys come trying to break in your door and they've got AK-47s. And they're coming through the door and you've got to defend your house. And you have no weapons. Who's gonna win? They are. But if I've got weapons, I'm going to win. They can have whatever weapon they have when they're coming through the door. But if I've got the word of God and I've been in it and I have those weapons, that's like a rocket launcher on each soldier shoulder for me. That's what that's like. I'm gonna win. And all you guys, young guys and gals that play video games and all that, think of the biggest weapon package that you can think of for your video game character. That's you. When you have the word, you win. But if you're not in it, you don't know it. So therefore, you can't strap it on and you can't fight with it. Spend time talking, number three, spend time talking to God throughout the day. Talking to God is not limited to just that one time that you talk to God alone, you know, spending that time. Okay, this is the time I'm going to talk with God. I'm going to spend time with God. You know, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And then you turn and you go and do your day and God's just totally out of the picture now. It doesn't work that way. Throughout your day, just take a couple of minutes here and there. Maybe just, you know, under your breath, in your heart, in your mind. You're just focus, focus on God and what God has for you. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The scripture also says in Thessalonians, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. So I'm thanking God throughout the day. Whenever you feel yourself getting anxious and worried, just start praying. Just start seeking God. Just start praying in the Spirit. Let the Spirit come out of you. Just start doing that throughout your day. It'll change your environment. It changes you, it changes your and it changes your environment. If you're not speaking it, you're not saying it, you're losing instead of winning. Win. Number four, and we're going to do the last, the, the other stuff later. We're only going this is our last one. Refuse to be the victim. Refuse to be the victim. I refuse to be weaponless. To have the enemy breaking into my house and not be able to defend myself. I refuse. In the natural, I refuse as well. I'm not allowing somebody to come into my house without being able to put up a fight. So if I'm going to be that way and I have that mentality in the natural, I will have that mentality in the spiritual. In my day-to-day walk, my day-to-day battle, I refuse to be a victim because I am the victor. You won't... See... You wouldn't have opposition. See, we have opposition. Well, why don't we have, why do we have to have this opposition? Why do we have to have this battle? You wouldn't have opposition if there wasn't something great in your future. That's the truth. See, you are a potential threat to the enemy just because of who you are. So if he can just whisper those words and just be that suggester, that tempter, If he can just say those little things here and there to keep you losing, he's done his job. He's happy. He's okay with it. He's like, oh, now I'll just let them beat themselves up. That's all right. He wants to keep you a victim instead of being a victor. And he does that by just doing that little whisper. But if I'm in the word, I'm spending time with him, and I bring out, and I have those weapons, and I refuse to be a vic- victim, and I decide, you know what? I am not going to be complacent. I'm going to get on top of this. I'm going to cast this down. I'm going to walk in victory no matter what. It changes things. You set the tone for victory, for success, for new levels in him. You set the tone for that. Remember, the joy of the Lord is Your strength. Dig in your heels and refuse to walk in the negative. Walk in joy instead. Can we all stand? As you're standing, I'm going to go ahead and let's do number five as well. As you're standing, speak positive, faith-filled declarations over your life. Church, there's creative power in your words. You use words to speak to mountains and to speak positive things over your life and your family. How many in here can say, I've got a mountain that needs to be moved? I mean, I know I do. I've got a mountain in my life that needs, there's creative power in my words, so I'm going to use words. Joe Osteen, he said this. He says, Don't use words that describe your situation. Use your words to change your situation. To win, you've got to say things like, I am loved, I am forgiven, instead of things like, nobody loves me, God will never forgive me for this. Understand you are approved in the family of God. God has stamped his approval on you. And that's what we need to do right now. If you've got a mountain that needs to move in your life, you need to declare the opposite over your life, that that mountain has no place in your life. Have the word of God begin to come out of your mouth and you speak to that thing and put that under your feet. I refuse. Refuse to give into the thoughts of the enemy in every area of my life. I refuse to be beat down, busted, disgusted, depressed, and abused. I refuse to walk that way. I'm going to walk in life because God has given me life and he's made me a victor and not a victim. I'm not going to be a victim any longer. I'm going to walk in faith no matter what. I don't care what the circumstance looks like. I don't care what the bank account looks like. The job situation looks like. The family situation. The relationship situation. It doesn't matter. All of that, I'm going to win. I refuse. It's all under my feet in Jesus' name. Now, let's do that right now. What we're going to do is we're going to go to God in prayer. And here's the thing, church. I can't say to that mountain for you, you got to say it yourself because you're the problem. I'm the problem. I'm going to say it for me sitting up here on this stage. And when I'm doing it for me, you do it for you. And you speak to that thing and you tell that thing, I'm winning. I'm not going to be a victim any longer. If you're here this morning and you have given into the, the thoughts of the enemy and beaten yourself up and just, just adding to that, the thoughts that say, I am a failure. I'm this, I'm that. You're going to go forth from here this morning. First, you're going to start here and you're going to say the opposite. You're going to say, I'm awesome. Lord, I'm forgiven. I am loved. There is nothing wrong with me. I am in victory. You're going to say these words and then the next day you're going to start saying more positive things. You're going to declare over your life. Start speaking the word of God over your life and declare these things throughout the day saying I'm approved of God. I'm in the family of God. In Psalms 23 it says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. That means I get to sit down and eat and the enemy sitting right there and i can chew on my big turkey leg and laugh at him because he can't touch me because i'm in the house i'm in the family of god it doesn't matter what he's doing i can sit there and eat right in front of his face and rub it in how you like my turkey leg you can't have it see that's the attitude we need to get when we're facing all this stuff during the week when the enemy's beating you up how many feel like a hundred bucks right now i do You can feel like that when you wake up in the morning. You can feel like that tonight before you go to bed. When you walk in your, as a matter of fact, when you walk in your house, when you go home, just lay hands on the doorpost as you start going in and say, now this is a house that has a victor in it right now and not a victim. This is a house... That, that that only the positive word of God is going to be spoken forth in this house. In this house that I live in right now, and just touch the doors, just as you start going through, there's nothing but the word of God that's going to be coming forth in this house from this moment on. The enemy has no place, he has no right in my house. I command him to get out, and now I crucify my flesh, and I'm gonna tell me what to do. I'm gonna to say to me, I am approved in the house of God, and I will win every battle from this day forward. How and he's ready for that right now. Let's do it. Let's do it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, hallelujah. Father, we say that we will win everyday battles. Every day that we are a winner. Lord, that we are the head and not the tail. That we are above and not beneath. And right now, I speak to the mountains that are in my life. Just go ahead and speak to your mountain right now. And I say, mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. We're not doubting. We're having faith right now. As God said, as Jesus said himself when he was here on this earth, to remove that mountain and not doubt in your heart, I come against every bit of doubt, unbelief. I command it to go in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that we have the victory. This church is moving forward. Every member in this church is moving forward. Lord, our children's ministry is going to explode. Our church is going to explode. Our teenagers are going to be, Lord, just seeking you, Father God, and intimate with you, Father God. Lord, every single member of this church is moving into a different place than they've ever been before in victory. And we command all the mountains that are in the way to move right now in the name of Jesus. Move out of the way. Lord, I speak victory over each person here. I speak victory in my life. I will no longer say the negative or claim the negative. Lord, I will face every situation and I will win. Lord, because you will give me strategies and wisdom on how to win, on how to defeat the enemy on every single front. I may be attacked on this side or that, but I have victory on every front and I will crush the enemy and he will be under my feet. Lord, you have given me many weapons at my disposal, which is your word. And so we stand on every verse that is in your word that you have given us and we say in all the promises that are in your word that says that I am blessed. Lord your word says that I am blessed because I am in the family of God and so I say and declare over my life right now, just say it over your life and say I am blessed. I have the joy of the Lord. I am not depressed. Depression is under my feet so I and I have the joy of the Lord which is my strength. I will no longer be weak I will be strong because I have the joy of the Lord. And I know that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life and the enemy cannot touch me because I know that Jesus rose from the dead and he shed his blood for me. And his blood is what is against the enemy. And I say, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. And Lord, we, we command the enemy to get loose. Our families, our finances, our job situation, our minds right now in Jesus name. And we claim nothing but what's in your word. Lord, we give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Every day this week, church, every day you are to speak. I, I just command you in Jesus' name to speak the positive. Begin to speak the word of God. Don't speak the negative over your life. Tell that sin to get, you know, just, just crucify your flesh and you're not, just make the decision. I am not going to give in to the voice of the enemy. I'm not going to sin any longer. I am not going to be depressed, upset, discouraged, none of those things. All of that is under my feet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Every single day this week. How many days are we winning the battle? Every day. We are winning battles every single day. Every day battles will be won in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah.